The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coming up. Coming up on the Money Beat Podcast. Retailers under pressure. How are they responding? Well, one of them's going out and buying some pizza. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Everything you need to know about money and the markets, and then some. Now, from New York, ready to give you the business. Here's the Money Beat crew. Hello, everybody. This is Paul Vigna here with Stephen Grosser, Eric Holm, and Kristen Scholler, and we are going to make you an offer today, folks. If you're looking for a gourmet slice of pizza and a high-end piece of clothing, we have the option or vinyl for you. record, or a vinyl record, perhaps, or a lots pizza on of a vinyl record in retail sales. Retail sales is what we're talking about today. Uh, I'll tell you right out, you, you can't see this because this is the podcast. But we are all going to ignore the fact that Eric Holm is wearing some Elton John-looking glasses they right now. They were sitting here on in the, the console studio. when I walked in. What was I supposed to do, not put them on? You're, you're, looking, you're looking very rock and roll. Very right. rock and roll Thank for this, you. Uh, this high. Well, we're talking about Urban Outfitters. They are Urban the epitome of cool right. to a shrinking and rock and roll. people. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, I wanted to look the part. You're looking the part, my right. friend. You're looking the part. You walk down the street looking fabulous today. Thank you. Uh, let, let's start. Well, there's off. another reason to go into Urban Outfitters net today. There is another reason. Uh, not only if you need a fantastic pair of sunglasses, a la Eric Holm, uh, perhaps if you, you need or want a fantastic slice of pizza. And what, what, what are we talking about? Eric Holm, tell us exactly what we're talking about. They, uh, Urban Outfitters this morning announced that they were acquiring for an undisclosed sum, which means it wasn't monumental relative to their current business, uh, a Philadelphia pizza chain. Um, and uh, oh, Vetri, right? Yeah, and okay. we're going to wait to find out exactly what they. Th- some people who are listening to this, in fact, may know more than we do. At, uh, if at they're the listening. time they listen, right, 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 yeah, yeah, because they're having a conference call after the market closed today um, to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, presumably, because they're releasing earnings. Well, I think it it raises uh, it raises some big picture questions, really, and we it raises big questions. Big picture questions for Urban Outfitters itself, for that chain, which has been under some strain and some stress recently. They're but stocked think, down by half since March. <laughs> yeah, that, that's some strain. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think, for specialty retailers, and that is, there are similar questions about the, the big department store chains, retail in general. And, you know, look, Thanksgiving is coming next week. The holiday season is going to start officially. And it's interesting, you know, because I, I looked, wanted to look up some stuff, and, and I found that the, the National Retail Federation said that the holiday – they count the holiday season. Now, for sales, they'll wait until Black Friday. But they said – on the website, they said the holiday season started when Halloween was over. And you know that because you see the ads are already starting up. Everyone's trying to get their deals out. The retail season in the fall – is a big, big deal, and these guys are all under pressure, which is why they're trying to start it earlier and earlier every year. Uh, 3.7% is the figure that they think they'll hit this year. That is not a particularly strong figure. What's that, 3.7% sales growth over last year? Sales growth from Black Friday to the end of the year. Hmm. Not a huge number. It was 4% the year before. It's been less than that for the past several years. hasn't been strong. Uh, These retailers are under pressure. 
Yeah, they are. They are. Um, indeed, we've had uh, several reports from department stores last week and then Dillard's out this morning before the bell. Department stores, department stores and these mall-based retailers have had a tough time because of this shift in spending patterns. We're seeing the consumers still out there buying, but what what they're buying is changing from apparel and accessories to now more electronics and even some of the millennials want to spend more on experiences. So some of these department stores... Um, and traditional brick-and-mortar retailers are suffering a bit. You heard that in reports from Macy's and Nordstrom last week right. and then from Dillard's this morning as well. And Eric mentioned we'll get Urban Outfitters after the close, which isn't technically a department store, but one of these apparel retailers that is um, suffering from some of this, the same trends that are negatively affecting the department store. And of course, you often also, find them in malls, too, Urban Outfitters. Yeah. Right. And it's also it's it's what people are buying and it's where they're buying, right? I mean— Department stores are suffering. It's not like people don't need clothes anymore. I mean, they need clothes. They're just they don't need to go to a department store to get it. Yeah, and also it seems like, and in fact, in the Philadelphia newspaper, uh, Philly dot com, actually, there was a they did talk to them about the reason for this deal, this Urban Outfitters deal, uh, or the pizza deal. And um, what he said was that um, you know spending habits, discretionary spending, is shifting away somewhat from just shopping of any type. To, um, to to other things. And Kristen mentioned experiences, and, th- and they mentioned sort of food. food. Food, just spending on, as an experience, going out to eat is something that people choose over going to the mall just to wander around and maybe buy a few tchotchkes. Hmm. So it's, it's one thing. Look, this Urban Outfitters deal, this is one company, right, making one play. And it's an interesting play, and we want to hear the conference call. We want to get into the reasons. So... My my point is this is one company making one play. It doesn't yet represent a trend. But to me, it is extremely interesting that you have a company that does one thing, has been doing it for a long time, is under pressure, and is now going on a completely different tack, going into a different kind of retail. What does that say about these companies, especially considering their biggest time of the year is about to come? How much pressure are these retailers under? I mean... The Internet's been around for a long time. Are they finally, are the bells finally tolling for these guys? I think they are certainly under a lot of pressure, and you've seen stocks sort of fall off a cliff um, in the wake of all this news. I know last week for the S&P 500 retail index was its worst week, down 6.6% for its worst week in four years. And some individual retailers are uh, really taking on the chin even worse than that, right, Kristen? That's right. Yeah, Nordstrom, I think, was down double digits last week. Um, I believe it was the same case for Macy's. And then Dillard's um, today um, was down double digits, too. And so... Uh, investors have, you know, already started started dumping these shares, fearful that sales might not live up to, to expectations in the holiday season. And what I would be interested to know too, which I don't know if we have the data in front of us, but of that 3.7 percent growth um, that's predicted for this holiday season, you know, where is it coming from? Because um, when we look at earnings, for instance, within the retail sector, you have department stores, you have specialty retail, you have home improvement stocks, you have discount stores. Tomorrow we get a big report from Walmart. We'll also hear from home improvement retailers, um, Lowe's and Home Depot this week. And while department stores uh, certainly were not a rosy picture, there is some hope that these home improvement retailers um, at least will provide better results. And that's because we have people out there saying that, you know, as home prices increase, people tend to spend more um, on their properties, invest more in them. And so, um, you know, people do think that uh, Home Depot and Lowe's 
maybe uh, maybe good news um, in what otherwise may be a rough season for these these retailers. I think I I don't think from what I saw the the National Retail Federation the NRF I don't think they broke it down in terms of that. But what I do think is interesting is you looked at the October retail sales report that came out last week from Commerce, and what the one thing where they showed growth was the so-called non-store retail, which is online primarily. That was where you saw some growth, whereas in the malls, in the department stores, in specialty, you didn't see consumers going there. Now, overall, the, the picture there also was flat. Consumer spending was, was not strong, but it, so it showed two trends. And, you know, October, September reports, and I think August report too, consumer spending, very weak, and within that, you saw a shift away from department stores, away from specialty retail. That is what is going on right now, and that is not a good thing for these department store chains, and that is now starting to be reflected in the stock prices, which we see in the action. So let's take a break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Spend lots of time on your device? Then spend some of that time with us. WSJ Podcasts, the sound of success. Now, Money Beat. Welcome back to Money Beat. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser, Eric Holm, Kristen Scholler. And uh, look, I want to go around the room real quickly, and I want to ask a few questions here. And I know Grosser doesn't really want to answer this question. When was the last time you were in a department store? That's a very good question. I, I can't remember. Um, probably, you know, a couple of Christmases ago. Really? That, that I long? Live, I, live that in long York, I live in New York City. Where, uh, how many, you know... Now, are you, are you, the, are you the, the primary shopper in your household? Does your wife handle it? Do you buy your own clothes? I'm not asking that, you know, rhetorically. I mean, really, do you buy your own clothes? No, no I mean, my wife would have the exact same trend as I do. Yeah. We don't go to department stores. I mean, you live in New York City. I think it's very, you know, you have some department stores around, but it's, it's very rare for you to go to a department store for most people. Yeah, I'm but, not sure we're representative here. Are we? Yeah. Okay, well, well, well t- t- all right, forget department stores. When was the last time you were in a store? How often do you go to a store compared to how often do you buy something online? I mean, I do. Kristen, I know. You don't want to get Kristen's I can answer. tell you that I was yes. in a department store on Saturday restocking on some makeup, and there were a lot of people there. Uh, it was it was busy. It was the Bloomingdale's on 59th and Lexington Avenue. So it was a buzz, but I'm not so sure that's necessarily indicative of. Right. That's. I mean, was that, uh, was that a tourist crowd? Could you get a sense of it? Was that locals? Mm, that's hard for me to tell. I don't know if I could gauge that. Yeah. What were you going to say, Eric? Uh, I was going to say, I mean, I do think that my spending patterns have at least shifted over the last few years, but it's probably just a product of growing up. You know, we spent a lot of money on Amazon on diapers and diaper genie refills. Yeah. And uh, spend money. <laughs> oh, the diaper genie. Yeah, on, on my iPhone, you know, updating my iPhone. But uh, I feel like I spend less and less on the sorts of things that you would buy at uh, department stores. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Listen, I... I and I, and I have August to... maybe was the last time I was in an apartment store. Yeah, I, I don't even know the last time I was in an apartment And I remember because we were in the Sears, and I couldn't believe that they already had the Christmas stuff up. And I took a picture and I tweeted it out. Actually, it was early September. So I remember it. That was the last time I was in a store. And, well, I mean, know, that's the thing is I do shop locally in my neighborhood. Yeah. Out for... But I think if you lived in the suburbs, you'd be more likely to end up in a mall, a department store. Right. Which like... is why I'm not sure we're necessarily representative. Exactly. But I also do think that, in general, the, the trend... Especially for younger people, is it's no longer something to to go out to. You don't go to the mall. 
just to go out as, as much as you used to. Yeah. I mean, we speak in absolutes, but the thing is when spending's down less than a percent over the, you know, it, 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 these, these things aren't titanic shifts month to month, but they, it does seem like it's a pretty substantial change in behavior, it seems to me, since the financial crisis, but I could be wrong. Yeah, and that's really the point I was trying to make, not whether you were specifically in an apartment store. Or just, you know, people are shifting the way they shop. And it's not necessarily the things you buy. You still need to buy things. It's just it's where you shop. It's the way you shop. It is very normal now to me also and my wife, and we're both kind of Luddites, really. It's very normal now to buy things online and have it delivered to the house. And, oh, you know, the mail guy dropped off a package. That's like a normal, completely normal thing now is to have – Whatever you used to go out and buy, delivered to you now. The building where I live, and I heard this is very representative of New York City, and and I would think any large city where there's big apartment buildings, they they expanded the area where they have package delivery drop off because there are so many boxes hmm. that get delivered well, every not, day. Not only that, it's, it's also like the new buildings span, expanding out beyond department stores. A lot of the new high rises and stuff like that you know you see coming up in New York City are the more Modern ones also have freezers in there, so like you know, people you get order groceries their delivered. Foods and you yep. get your, your, you know, they drop off your groceries, and you you don't have to be there. Um, and you come in at night and you pick them up. Um, I mean, I think that shows very much, you know, if you live in an urban area, like how your life has evolved, um, especially like with time constraints that we're all facing. You know, you 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 know, you have two income households. You can't have someone you know going out and shopping, picking up diapers, and and, and going to the grocery store. This is you know, you have it delivered. Wow. So, so, you've, so you really have two trends that these retailers are facing. One is the economy itself, which is not particularly strong, and two is just changing habits of consumers. And I don't know how they get around those two things. They buy pizza chains, Paul. <laughs> right, right. That's what they do. And exactly, that's why I was interested in Urban Outfitters at the, at the outset, because I think that is reflective of what is happening. You know what? The investors, though, sent but, the stock down roughly 10%. I mean, at last look, I don't know where it's that's, exactly that's right now. That's also the interesting thing. It's like, I mean, you, you know, this this isn't a new trend. I mean, did it just come home to roost, or is this also like, listen, we had a pretty rough summer. And, you know, how much, do we, you know, when the stock market crumbles, you know, people tend to get a little bit nervous. And a lot of the issues you heard from Nordstrom, you heard from the other retailers, they started to crop up in August. They saw the consumers sort of disappear. Was it much more of like the scars of the financial crisis still are very much with us? And, you know, you see the stock market fall like, what, a thousand points on May, August 24th and it's from to its nadir intraday. Is, is How much did that play, you know, a role in this? And this is going to be, as people get much more confident, they'll start coming back. Maybe not. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't a long-term issue with department stores, but was the fall-off that we've seen last week and, you know, this week in terms of the earnings and, you know, the guidance, a, a product of, you know, um, fear that was instilled early in the summer or in the late summer? I mean, when you see Nordstrom down over 10%, was it was it more than that, Kristen? I'm trying to remember. We were both looking at it last Friday. It was down a little worse than ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is the business suddenly worth ten percent less than it was on Thursday? Or, or I mean, right. it, it, we really are going to find out, you know, when they report their, you know, holiday sales results in yeah. January, February, whether whether this panic that you're seeing is a overreaction. And I did hear people say that. Look, this happens every year, either good or bad. Around this time, you get some hint. You know, when they report third quarter results about what people think might happen in the fourth quarter and good or bad, they react very strongly to the news. 
and then it turns out to be an overreaction either way some of the time. Right. And I think um, with some of these department stores that reported last week and with Dillard's this morning, not only is it a shift in consumer spending patterns, but also you had um, unusually warm weather this fall. I know walking out for lunch today in New York City, it it felt like it was almost 60 degrees and sunny outside. I practically didn't even need a jacket. You also had um, steeper markdowns and an inventory buildup. Um, Also, you know, weighing on some of these companies' bottom lines. I, I, I want to just get on the weather point. Is there a perfect temperature for shopping? Because like you're going to hear in the first quarter <laughs> that, oh, the weather was horrible, people didn't go out shopping, and now it's Right, it's got to be cold warm. enough that they need a coat, but not too I, cold that they order I, that coat on the I, I, I don't know. San Diego, like the perfect temperature for shopping? It, no, no, I think even, it's too warm, then they don't warm, buy coats. Yeah. It's almost not even that it's it's a perfect temperature, it's... There's only apparently there's only a ten degree range of sh- of temperature where it's good to shop because anything else is if it's too hot they complain if it's too cold they complain apparently it can only be like a four degree difference in New York City or else you know shopping's terrible the thing I think is really the the overarching theme for these retailers that is not going to go away however they answer this question for this quarter is. When is the tipping point going to come? And I, and I think this is kind of towards what you were just saying, Grocer. Like, these guys have been kind of just trying to nickel and dime the future, just trying to, you know, hold on, hold on. They know trends are coming. They know change is coming. And they're just trying every single quarter to just get a little further down the road, a little further. We can just kind of hold on. We can hold on. Oh, we'll close a couple stores. We'll sell a couple stores. We'll do this. We'll do that. Eventually... The trends, the the changes that are coming are permanent, and they will reach a tipping point for these companies. And I think you saw fear of that this quarter in the stock market, that that tipping point has been reached. And I know in Macy's, I forget the exact quotes from the executives, but the, the tenor of their commentary was... These things have changed on us, and we were not prepared for it. Nordstrom's too; they had a right. decline in right. traffic, and they didn't really yes. it was even satisfy the market in terms of why there was exactly. a decline. I'd also right. point out Nordstrom has tried to go online too. It, you know, it has it's what is it Outlook or you know where they, yes, they have yeah. an app you know set up. Is that where you shop, grocer? I I have used it, yeah, yeah. Um, and and the reality is though, is that this isn't the type of shopping that I think is. It's not the same as in, as bricks and mortar because you go in there, and you might want one thing, but oftentimes once you're in the store, you end up buying more than one thing. Especially I think when you're holiday and Christmas shopping, you know, you see, oh, that would be nice. And, like you grab the little, you know, things like that, and that you know. Uh, also, the push to online shopping isn't going to be a cure-all for these bricks-and-mortar retailers. Right. So, all right, we are going to leave it there. I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will catch up with you real soon. Thanks. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.